Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Shaping Little Minds podcast. I am so excited to have you here today because today's episode is amazing. I have been thinking about what topics I can bring to you that are important and specific to teaching in the classroom. And really my goal is to help you create a classroom that you love with the added bonus of finding joy in your life outside of the classroom and outside of teaching. So something I always prioritized in my classroom was movement. So today I got to bring my very good friend Lauren, who's a PE teacher, um, onto today's podcast. So I am really, really excited for you to tune in. Hey there, Adva here. I am so excited to welcome you to the Shaping Little Minds podcast, where we help support and mentor early childhood teachers inside the classroom. This is a place where we dive into classroom management, growth mindset, professional learning, and so much more. I'm an early childhood teacher who saw a huge gap in how early childhood educators were supported inside the classroom. I created this platform in order to help teachers feel more confident, supported, and develop a sense of trust in their teaching. Let's make teaching exciting again. Welcome to Shaping Little Minds podcast. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and what you do? Okay. Hi, my name is Lauren Green, um, and I'm a physical educator in Paramus, New Jersey. I teach pre-K through eighth grade, um, and then I also teach in our after-school program. I teach pre-read cheerleading, and I teach junior hip-hop, um, and then I also teach private lessons um, for dance. She's busy. Yes, very, very busy. She's busy. And how long have you been in the education space, just so that people know? So I've been at this particular school for 18 years, and I've been teaching for over 22. Wow, amazing. Um, So how can teachers incorporate movement into their day outside of the phys ed stuff that happens that's such a great question and it's like so so important these days I find that it's almost like for example like when I have a class like I feel like you know we get so much energy out in the space of a PE class and then I'm like very grateful to sort of hand them back to the classroom teacher and I feel like the classroom teacher is super lucky after my class ends because she's gonna have this group of kids that have now released a ton of energy and are now ready to focus and ready to you know give their attention as much as they can to whatever she's going to challenge them to do. Um, As far as incorporating movement within the classroom, I think that at any grade level, at any age, you know, there are things that you can do with active games. You can basically, you know, take any sort of curriculum topic that you're working on and you can do races, you can do human bingo, you can do, there's a lot of those, um, games traditionally that you know would work in a big space like a gym that you can adapt for the classroom for sure yeah movement is so 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 yeah it's so important and then there's also of course times where you know a teacher can do a break with a class um there's a lot of resources out there there's um if you search obviously youtube is you know has a wealth of activities if you have a smart board in the classroom um go noodle is another one Mm -hmm. that's a great website that a lot of people use um within the classroom but um there's yeah really a ton of resources yeah it's uh it's super super important um, so the next question, ignore my dog, uh, <laughs> how often should movement be infused into the classroom? 
because you know they come to you for PE, mm-hmm. but they also are spending most of their day in the classroom. And I know that you were a kindergarten teacher for many, many mm-hmm. years. So how often do you think kids need to move to be able to like really focus on whatever they're doing in the class? Right. That's such a good question. I really believe, like down to my core, that kids need to be moving every day in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, I think adults need to be moving every day in some capacity. So um, anything that a teacher can do, even if, you know, she makes it part of her, like, daily, whatever the morning message or morning circle time or whatever that introductory section of her class Mm -hmm. um, schedule is, you know, work it in, take a five minute, a movement break, um, you know, do a short video or something that even the kids can take turns to be the leader for. That's a great way to empower children when it comes to movement. Um, but really it should be done on a daily basis and it's only going to benefit the classroom teacher if they can moving <laughs> because yes. they do need to get that energy out. So, yeah. So, uh, my next question actually kind of leads into this. Um, how does movement help students throughout their day? Like, how does it help them, I guess, focus, um, get through that day? Mm-hmm. It's, um, well, first of all, it's completely scientific that, you know, when you move, when you exercise, you know, your endorphins are going and those are those are our our happy hormones. Those are the things that make us, you know, puts a smile on her face and it gets us ready to learn. Um, If you have a child that is, for one reason or another, they're down, they're sad, there's something going on, you get that kid to move and scientifically, their happy hormones are going to kick in. So it's going to be a lot easier, A, to get children to agree to do things within the classroom, but it's also really going to get them eyes wide open. It's going to get them really ready for whatever it is that they need to do um, in that day. And, um, you know, it just, it, it also, also movement is like one of those things that creates opportunities for kids who are maybe not as academic. Mm-hmm. So it's a place for kids to shine that maybe don't shine in those academic things. So yeah. that sort of, you know, circles back to what I was saying about how empowering kids to be leaders at different activities um, when, it, especially when it's incorporating movement. I love it. So. Yeah, I love that. Uh, it's also really important for adults to move their bodies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just say it. Yes. When I go Absolutely. to the gym after a really hard day, yes. it makes me feel so That's much better. That's it. And those happy hormones kick in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it, huge. It's, it's a, it makes a big difference. It's huge. Um, so are there any books that teachers can actually read and incorporate into their classroom that could be movement. I'm thinking of one. I don't oh, okay. for early childhood no, that's specifically. Really good. So share with me what you're thinking of. So I thought of From Head to Toe by Eric Carl, I wanna say. Oh, okay. And I do I have them act it out oh, during sweet. my circle time a lot of times. Like I used to do it during my morning meeting right. and in the middle of the day just to get their, you know, juices flowing, I guess you can call that's it. That's awesome. There are quite a few books um, either like written by athletes. I know there's, um, there's a book out there that's like a young Mia Hamm. There's a lot of books on like sports and topics where, mm-hmm. you know, encourage kids to like be confident and believe in themselves. I love it. Um, yeah. as far as like classroom resources or like great activities, um, there's so much on the web. Mm-hmm. Um, the internet is just a huge, you know, a there's, yeah, a resource. And, um, there happen to be a few, um, 
coaches that I follow on Instagram. Um, one is the PE specialist. He's excellent. And he also will share his ideas, you know, beyond the PE classroom. Mm-hmm. So um, things with behavior management, you know, that's a really, really good resource. So oh, I find amazing. that like, most of my resources these days come off the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes but, sense. Yeah. But there's, you know, but books are are awesome and I love to incorporate that too mostly with positive messages yeah for sure like I haven't taught one of my favorites is dream big pig by Christy Yamaguchi also an athlete Mm -hmm. um and it's just about this adorable pig and how she finds her way into discovering what she loves how to do and you know no matter how any shape or size, if you love something, you can do it and do it a lot because no one can tell you otherwise. Yeah, so I love that. Yeah, Those are always great. And I also love, um, it's not really a movement book, but <laughs> I, I always incorporate movement with, um, we're going on a bear hunt. Oh, like, yes. Like I take them through the entire yes, thing. Yes, yes, And I still have it. I think yes. it's right there. <laughs> So cute. Um, yes, my four-year-old right? love the bear hunt. It's a great book, a and it, it can be movement for them because yeah. you can go on the entire bear hunt totally. with them. and sing the song. There's a song that goes with uh-huh. it, too. It's really yeah, cute. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, so if teachers are struggling to bring movement into their classroom, what is one piece of advice that you would give them? <sighs> um, so I would say that, you know, something that I always say in my in the beginning of my dance classes when I'm starting out the year is that if you can walk, you can dance. Mm. So just to take it slow, um, that don't be afraid to lean on some of those online resources, the go noodles, the YouTube videos to get started. It doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily have to be something that you are coaching, that you are driving. You know, you can use those tools because the children will just jump on it. And that's the other thing that I absolutely love about teaching movement with kids is that Children are so fearless, and for the most part, especially when it comes to movement, they'll try anything. Yep. So I think just to keep that in mind um, is that, you know, anything you put in front of them, they will run with. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to just do, like, stretching with my kids when I was in the classroom. I was like, okay, stretch to one side, stretch to the other. It was the best thing ever. They came back really energized, and that's what we did because they needed to get their energy out that way. Totally. Um, okay, so we, we kind of discussed this, but I don't know if you have any other resources that teachers can use when incorporating movement. We talked about Go Noodle, we talked about YouTube. Um, you know, the other, the other fun friend that I found is actually Amazon, because oh. you can find um, great props really inexpensively. They'll come quickly. Things like, you know, colorful poly spots or mm. little shaker eggs or scarves or um, jump ropes, things that you can use, you know. Um, and also the dollar store is also, as everyone the knows, it's like the teacher's the best, best friend. <laughs> but like to think out of the box a little bit, um, you know, I have a whole series of games that we played with pool noodles. Actually Ooh. started doing that during COVID because we were, you know, putting distance between us and our friends a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, there's just a lot that you can find if you're, you know, able to think creatively um, really inexpensively that, that are like, that you only take out at movement time. And that's right. something that also will be very exciting to the kids. Oh, I love that. That's fun. I feel like yeah. using pool noodles, why not? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> That's awesome. They love it. And we did, I actually just 
played this week with my pre-K classes, we played Noodle Tag, mm. which is, you know, it's very interesting when you're teaching like young learners a game that has even the tiniest bit of competitiveness, you mm-hmm. know, you have that very fine line, but they get so excited when they see the noodles come out, like they know exactly <laughs> what's happening today, and I show them the noodles, and I'm like, okay guys, today we're playing basketball, and they're like, no, we're not playing basketball, we're playing Noodle Tag, I like love they, it. and even at, you know, on that even the youngest ages, like, they, they love just, it. they get excited. They get really and, excited. You know, that's part of building a community of lifelong movers is, yeah. you know, being able to do that with the real little guys. Yeah. So, it's super important. Yeah. Really, really it's important. It's super, super important. Okay. Yeah. So last question. Okay. Where can teachers find you and kind of learn more about what you do? Oh, so... Teachers can find me um, on Instagram at Lauren S. Green. So it's Lauren S. Like, so super, <laughs> I don't know, whatever, S. Like in strawberry. Um, green, G-R-E-E-N-E. Um, and my email, my email is Lauren Green, L-A-U-R-E-N, Green, G-R-E-E-N-E, 1120 at gmail.com. Amazing, and I will link those for people to see in the show notes. Okay, awesome, and I love to hear from people, and I love to make new friends, and I love I love to share whatever I'm doing. So Lauren's the best. <laughs> Just know that. So if you do want to connect, definitely do so. She has been in the world for many, many years and is a true amazing friend. So thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me. This is so fun. So fun. I love having so, my friends so on my podcast. <laughs> Wasn't that incredible? Like, I love Lauren. She's amazing. And I have always valued movement in the classroom, but I think that movement can be something that teachers can incorporate for all ages on a daily basis. Because as you see, it has a lot of benefits. So thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. If you could share this episode with your teacher friends, leave a review, or just share the episode on Instagram and tag me. I always love to connect with you. Keep learning, growing, and becoming your best teacher self. I am so proud of you. See you next time, teachers.